And so our next segment of the show is around the US PGA Championship, which is on in Whistling Straits in Wisconsin this week. Uh, great golf course, third time the uh, the PGA has been there, 2004-2010. Peak die design, 7,500 yards. I think w- the, impressi- the impressive thing here is that you're looking at so many bunkers, over 1,000 bunkers, they reckon, on the yeah. golf course. Um, but a spectacular venue, again, a Lynx look uh, type mm-hmm. style golf course, but certainly not, and it doesn't play like that. Um, but a golf course that Rory McIlroy is making his comeback in, and a golf course that he played very well, finished third there in 2010. So, as much as he has rustiness, are there expectations there? Can we have expectations for him? I, I don't think he he would play this week if he didn't think that his game was in in decent order and he has alluded to the fact that you know okay the big thing he's lacking is is tournament practice and game time but he played three rounds last week on his own with just one one ball played you know card in his pocket type of thing and he's played two practice rounds already just with one golf ball so he's trying to get into that that lonely feel of it's just me and and that little white thing, and and that's that's really good practice because it's a, it's a complete waste of time him standing on the range for six hours, hitting balls to, as we've seen, that's what Tiger does. Mm. That's the the trap he's fallen into. Rory is such a a wonderful, naturally gifted player, aligned with huge you know discipline and hard work to groove his swing. But it's it's a swing that doesn't need a lot of a lot of tinkering with. He looks fit. He mm. looks swing looks pretty. And similar. it's a golf course that favours strikers. If you look at the, yeah, the two, great, two great previous winners, yeah. uh, you've got you've got Vijay Singh and you've got uh, Martin Keimer. And what what an, an interesting statistic it, it, there is that these guys were only averaged around the mid twenties in terms of putting that week, mm-hmm. but they were the they were averaged second or third in terms of hitting the most amount of fairways and the most amount of greens. So this is a strikers golf course where. Putting it on the green, anywhere in the green, is important. And I think that will help Rory. We, we, we all know that he can be flaky with his putter, but I think that you know Rory drives the ball so well, he should be hitting a lot of greens, and he, he, it will help him, as rusty as he is. Yeah. A plus, you know, I would argue, uh, it will help him that he's playing with Jordan Spieth and Zach Johnson because you know, there will be a, a <coughs> lot of determination. Oh, yeah. and, the, and the further the week goes and the more he stays and keeps himself in contention, the more opportunity, the stronger he'll get, the more opportunity he potentially will have to win the championship. I think it's a huge factor that he's he's starting out with the two guys on 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 Thursday, Friday, and you know, there's nothing better than that to narrow the mind. You know, and the last time they played together was at Sawgrass and Speed missed the cut. And that was kind of Speed's, you know, hype and arrival and his first face off with McElroy and, and Rory Rory Bossom there and you know, Rory needs to to get going now because Spieth is seriously hot on his heels he's going for three majors on him on, in one year obviously <clears throat> didn't get Hogan's record but there's only two guys have ever done it in the history of the mm-hmm. game in one season Ben Hogan and Tiger Woods and he's got a chance to win to win three majors in a year and it's he was so unlucky at St Andrews he was you know just there it didn't happen but Speed's the man to beat this mm. week, and I think that was a huge factor in, in Rory getting... He must have worked so hard and been so disciplined in in that recovery mm. rehab process mm. to get himself 
looking, you know, because we saw the photos from the Scottish mm. Open and to see him now, it just looks like he did a couple of months ago. So fair play. Well, thankfully, he is, he is a man who's well used to that in his camp and that's Steve McGregor in the context that he used to be involved with uh, some of the premiership uh, clubs. Mm. Uh, so he knows all about sprained ankles, turned over ankles and so on. And I have no doubt, I think that Rory himself admits that could potentially have played uh, in the Bridgestone, but he didn't play due to the advice of uh, McGregor. So we've seen him run up and down the hills, certainly uh, barring um, any trip or any kind of careless motion with his foot. It seems like he'll be strong enough. He might be playing in a little bit of pain, but certainly it seems like he's going to be strong enough. And I think more importantly, from Rory's point of view, um, he's defending a a world's number one status as well this week. And I think so there is a lot of... I suppose, motivation for Rory to play well this week. There certainly is. And as you said, it's it's a ball strikers golf course. And I, I kind of feel at the moment, and I fancied Henrik Stenson strongly for St. Andrews. Henrik is, he's almost getting into that position now where he's, he's sliding a little bit. You know, he's out to ninth in the world from second. You know, he still has huge aspirations to win majors, but, for greens and regulation and ball striking, I mean, he's the number one guy pretty much in the States. Mm. This is a huge week for him to to get back in there, get back up the rankings, because as mm. we know in golf, you know, it's all about weeks. He's a, he's a strong fancy for me. And I think, I just hope, hope, hope we get a European winner this week, really, because mm. the Americans have dominated the first three majors. And you can get into that little psyche. You've got Ryder Cup coming next year. They look... Really strong. The Americans are coming coming through. Davis Love is he's going to have a pretty easy job, I think, come mm. next year. But I think from a European standpoint, you know, we've got some excitement coming through. With Danny Willett, obviously, fabulous performance to win after his Open Championship in Switzerland. And with Shane last week, I think it might be a little bit of a big ask for Shane this week. It has to be emotionally draining mm. last weekend. But again, if you can keep yourself in there long enough, yeah. uh, coming down the stretch, he, he his positive experiences. So too does Jason Day. Uh, you know, won his last event in the Canadian Open, buried his last three holes to win the title. Something which he hasn't shown in the past. Uh, you know, in a new inner strength. Mm. I, I read about him afterwards. He was sort of saying that when he was coming down the stretch, how he was just telling himself just to stay there. It'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. And he almost patiently waiting for. It, and sure enough, it did happen. And I think that that's possibly something that he hasn't shown in the past. He's he's tried to force issues, whereas a more relaxed Jason Day, we we know he has the pedigree. He's competing day in day out. Um, Excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> day, uh, yeah, I, I think that day. I think that day really is the real deal, and I think that he he has the potential now to jump onto that next level. He's your guy. He's my guy. It's funny, I, I think, I found, I remember playing the opening 03 with Podrick and, and Darren and they hadn't gotten over the line of majors at that stage. And I, I thought they put huge pressure on themselves to do well that week. Whereas had it been the German Open, it would have been just a normal practice round. Their attention to detail was almost crazy, I thought too much. And I think the Jason Days and the Stensons and the Westwoods, they need to be very careful. Like they have to, the hardest thing to do is they got to try treat these events like they're just regular mm, events. Mm. If it hype it up too much, I mean, you saw on the 72nd green how devastated day was mm. just leaving that putter roll mm. short, which is understandable. But it's, you know, if you, as we all know, if you can go out there and play, as I always say, 
you know, if you can play in a practice round, if you can play on a Sunday afternoon the way you play in a practice round on a Tuesday, it's a totally different game. And that's, I think, for the guy that gets over the line this week, it's going to, of course, it's going to care, but it's trying to, you know, not be writing your winner's speech, going down the middle of the back nine and just, as the, you know, a lot of guys say, just go enjoy it. And I think that's what Lowry brings to it as well. Mm. And that's why mm. it's, uh, it's so endearing to watch. I think premium off the tee is, is huge this week because <clears throat> there's a, there is such undulation off away from the fairways. Yeah. You know the fairways are wide, but if you if you're if you're if you're not accurate off the fairway off the tee box, um, before it would be a case of chopping out from heavy rough. Now you now you, you you've got a lie that simply can't allow you mm-hmm. get, uh, advance the ball very far forward. So. Um, Accuracy is going to be very, very important. Obviously, um, once again, Tiger Woods is is there. He's participating. Four good rounds for me would be fantastic. A top ten finish would be would would be quite a a, a statement um, in terms of next year. Um, but I've been looking at his stats um, and consistently year in year out, he hasn't broken fifty percent in terms of accuracy off the tee box. Uh, it, which is which is crazy when you when you compare him to somebody like a Stenson who's up around the seventy two seventy four percent mark. Uh, yeah. You know, to be giving away that level of an advantage, and maybe that shows us. You know that when I think we ourselves commented that when he was playing the Open Championship, we couldn't believe. Um, you know. His game plan over the opening holes, how conservative yeah. it was. He obviously himself doesn't believe that he can hit the ball straight enough. Uh, and if he, and certainly whistling straights, if he can't keep the ball in the fairway, he's got no chance. And I think this this course is as well. It's kind of the fairways are key here because there's a lot of there's a lot of fast tracks, mm. there's a lot of cambers, and if you cannot get that ball to to pitch in the fairway, you're going to lose. You know, it plays at seven five, but. You're going to lose and give up a huge amount of yardage, mm. and just the way the game is going at the moment, you can't be going in, you know, missing a missing a fast track on a fairway and going in with four iron mm. and guys are hitting eights and nine irons. It's just it just can't compete. So driving is yeah. is key, and, and greens and rag is key. That's why I like Stenson. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's a good call because I think that Stenson there's one thing he's going to guarantee you, and that's accuracy off the tee box. But I think that I also agree with what you just said there. You look at someone as powerful as Shane Lowry didn't even carry a three wood last week in Firestone, hit driver all week long in, in what is a very very tight golf course. Um, you know, and if the powerful guys are advancing it that far up the fairway, then you know you pull out an iron. You're you're giving away insane advantages to to yeah. what are the best it's, players in the it's world. It's not going to affect you for one round or. Or nine holes, but over the case of seventy-two, it's exhausting to watch. Yeah. You know, some guy pummel it in front of you and, and have you know a lot of loft in his hand. Okay, and who's who's the outside guy? Who's who's someone that you think could just jump out of nowhere, make a run at this championship? Uh, maybe not win it, but certainly make a run at it. He's not an outside guy, but I, he is outside in the betting. Danny Lee. Danny Lee has been on fire. Mm. I mean, he won the Greenbrier. He came out of the amateur scene as a US champ, US amateur champion, won down in South Africa, loads of hype. And then it didn't happen for him. Got his head down, went to the States, did the web.com, got through, and he's gone <clears throat> winning Greenbrier, third in the John Deere, fourth of the Quicken Loans, and sixth last week. I mean, at 100 to 1, I wouldn't say you're buying money, John, but I mean, he, and I think he's in that bracket of. It's a bonus territory to play in a major. It's exciting. It's not, oh, I have to win this. And at times, that little more relaxed mentality, 
you know, he might be he might be a guy that that could come through if he stays on the form. I mean, each way is a bit of value. But here's my guy who I think could have a top 10 finish this week and it'll be a welcome top 10 finish and that's Graham McDowell. He's beginning to turn the corner. He's beginning to get a bit of form. Uh, it's not it's not his type of golf course uh, but what we do know about Graham McDowell is that he's a, he's a competitor and he's a fighter and now that he is on a vein of form we know that when he is boiling uh-huh. he tends to keep it going for a period of time. So hopefully... Um, a good week last week would be followed by an even better week this week and he'd be back where he belongs because McDowell is that type of competitor who's capable of winning these championships yes he needs a tougher golf course than this one uh, in terms of accuracy and premium of accuracy off the tee box but it suits him it suits his game um, and more importantly uh, I think that uh, hopefully he'll continue to build some bridges and, and get back to where he belongs